Okay, Welcome to another Wednesday night uh, shiur. Welcome all Torah anytime viewers. We have a big, big night tonight. What do we have? We have, we have three different restaurants. We have, uh, wow, I see that. We have wings, sushi. What else we have? Sushi, Chinese. Chinese. Substation. And sub, not bad. Voice. That's it. I know, I know. I, I know, I ain't did it too early tonight, I see, huh? <laughs> anyway, anyway, Rabotai, I'd like to uh, start with um, a question. Um, Moshe Rabbeinu, Moses, yeah? Moshe Rabbeinu, he's told from God, he's told from HaKadosh Baruch Hu, I want you to get all Klal Yisrael, and I want you to gather them up, and talk to the rock and make sure that what? When you talk to the rock, just talk to the rock and water is going to come out of this rock. Now, can I ask you a question? How much water is going to come out of this rock? Anybody can get a guess? A gallon, six gallon, Poland spring bottle? I don't know, 12 ounces? How much water? Ah. I'm limited about the water. It's going to keep on going, Yanni. Until you want the Mashiach, the Mashiach comes, it's going to keep on going, Bobby. Huh? It's going to keep on going. Huh? They'll put Paul Spring out of business, huh? But at the end of the day, well, how much water? So really, the Pasuk teaches us. Pasuk teaches us that all that water that was going to come out of the rock was going to feed, was going to make sure it's going to quench the thirst of all, all the Jewish people that were there. They say in the name of the Aretz Haim, they say it was about... Five million people, it says. Now, people are going to be talking about what he means. 600,000, people. Buddha Hajbon, Hafez Haim, speaks it out. I saw it in Sefer. Noam Siach, he writes it down. He says, furthermore, he says, in Mesechet Bechorot, it says that there was 90 donkeys, for every person, 90, nine zero donkeys. Mesechet Bechorot speaks about it. That they took out of Egypt, filled with all this treasure from Mitzrayim. And it says over there, it's brought down, it says, the Pasuk brings down that he wants to feed all, even the Tzoru Bakar, it says in the Pasuk. What does that mean? Even the animals it's going to feed. So could you imagine how many people were there and how many donkeys were there if there was 90 donkeys filled with treasure that they came out and God says, I want all of them being fed. What do you have to do, Moshe? Just speak to the rock and there's going to be a flow, a whole flow of water coming out of this rock. And of course, everybody knows what happens next. What happens next? Moshe Rabbeinu was talking, of course, he was talking, huh? And you know, people, you know, come on, Moshe, you can't do it. Come on, Moshe. Oh, I can do it, Shimona Amorim. Listen, you rebellious ones. The Rabbam says that was the punishment because he said, listen, you rebellious ones. Yeah? Huh? You got to be, be careful how to talk to Klal Yisrael, by the way. You got to be very careful. From here you see, you have to be very careful how do you speak about the Jews. Some people say, oh yeah, the Jews, are, all the Jews are the same. And they say a bad word, a derogatory word. How could you speak about God's children in any which way derogatory form? Oh, these guys, ah, they smell, they have big B.O. Hey, whoa, hello. You told me they smell like B.O. now? What are, you, what, are you, what are you doing? How could you even say that? Oh, the Jews are this. 
Shabbat. Heaven forbid those words come out of your mouth. You know, they always say that joke, you know, famous. Oh, uh, why why they have uh, the, the, the two, uh, two tablets? Oh, they, once they said it was free, they bought two. You know, they tell take two. Wow. You know that one? <laughs> uh, they make the joke, the Jews say. You got to be careful. Moshe Rabbeinu is punished according to Rambam. He's punished because he said to Bnei Israel, Listen, you rebellious ones. Be careful how you talk about God's children. That's the bottom line. All Jews are here. Are you, are you out of your mind? You out of whack? You talk about God, God's children, be careful. That's Rambam. However, Rashi explains to us something different entirely. Rashi says that if Moshe would have spoken to the rock, it would have been a huge Kiddush Hashem. Why? Because what would the people say? Imagine when Moshe spoke to a rock. Does a rock have ears? No. no. It doesn't have ears. Right? It doesn't have ears. It can't speak either. Imagine a rock who doesn't have ears listens to the word of Hashem. How much more so a Jew who has his ears, how much more so does he have to huh? listen to Hashem? You hear what Rashi is saying over here? That's what Rashi speaks out. That's the Kiddush Hashem. And people would have learned the lesson. Look, the, if the stone who has no feelings in life could listen to God, I can for sure as well listen to Hashem. Now, the question that we have to be asking is, what was the words that Moshe had to speak to the rock? What, what was he saying to the rock? Rock, come out. What was he saying? Huh? Anybody know? What was he saying to the rock? Come out, rock. Come out, water from the rock. The Yakut Shimoni says, he says, Moshe Rabbeinu was going to speak Torah to the rock and water was going to come out of the rock. Yeah? And that was going to be a lesson forever to understand that Torah is so powerful. When a person just learns the Torah, it's so powerful that it can, it can change nature. It can change a rock that can't bring out water. It can change the nature and say, you speak Torah, it can bring out fourth water. You hear that one? Is that meant? Now, how much Torah do you need in order to bring out to change the nature? Really? The most minute Torah is sufficient. One word of Torah is worth it. The whole world be careful one word of Torah. Now let me explain something to you. Everybody heard of Rabbi Akiva. And everybody heard of the story of Rabbi Akiva. What happens? He's a shepherd. And when he, he hits a older age, Rachel, which was uh, his, his wife, Rachel sees the shepherd boy 
by Kalba Savua, his name, the, her father was Kalba Savua, he was very, 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 very rich. Very rich. And she sees potential in this man. And she says, if you sit down and learn Torah, I'll marry you. Rabbi Akiva looks it up. Are you kidding me? Marry me? I'm the shepherd boy of your father. Don't think I'm going to be able, what am I going to be able to give you in life? Over here you with your daddy. He can support you. You can pick any guy you want in the world. You want to pick a shepherd boy like me? Rachel says, I see potential in you. I see potential in you. You have good character. I want you, if you promise me, you're going to go learn Torah. I will marry you. Rabbi Yiva couldn't turn down the off. He says, okay. Because you do imagine, at the age of 40, going to the preschool, they're learning Aleph Bet. Aleph Bet, he's sitting down, 40-year-old man, sitting down. Aleph, Aleph, Aleph Bet, Bet. What's going on? And look at the Akiva. When Hashem was giving the Torah, you know what Moshe was saying? Adam Arishon even. He saw every leader what was going to come out. And when they hit Rabbi Akiva, it says, Moshe even says, what are you giving me to give the Torah for? Give it to Rabbi Akiva. Let Rabbi Akiva be the one to give the Torah. That's how holy Rabbi Akiva was. And now he's sitting down. He never gave up hope, Rabbi Akiva. He saw a rock. And he saw that rock. And I'll tell you a small story. Agav. When I first got married, I moved into a house. <coughs> and when I moved in, I saw the sink on the first floor. And it hit me like a ton of bricks. This is exacting that Rabbi Akiva was talking about. What happened Rabbi Akiva? He saw a stone. If a person has a stone, and you put drop by drop by drop by drop by drop, Eventually, you'll have a dent in the stone. Guaranteed, it happened to me. I moved into a house. Two years, nobody was living in this house. It was my wife's grand, grandfather's house. They passed away two, for two years. They weren't sure to sell it, to rent it, to sell it, to rent it. We ended up getting married. They said, you know what? Live in the house. But they never checked that there was a, on the first floor, the sink, <coughs> it was dripping. And it was rock, the sink was like rock, real rock. And even till today, come see, come see the apartment, you'll be able to see. You'll see a dent. And when I walked in, I saw there was a drip, 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 drip. Rabbi Akiva understood. It's never too late. A person might say, ah, it's too late. I'm already 40. <laughs> Come on, Rabbi. I'm going to be a chacham now. I'm already 40 years old. Look at Rabbi Akiva, Gadol Hador. From him, he taught five students from them. All the Torah spread around. The Zohar. Rabbi Shimon Yochai. Think about the five students that he had. They spread out Torah 
in the masses. In the masses. And he started at the age of 40. Imagine he threw in the towel and he said, me, come on, Rabbi, you're looking at me, you're gonna be, I'm going to be Chachami. You don't know me. I was a punk since I was 28, Rabbi. You don't know me. I was the eye gay in the upclay, yeah. <laughs> and now you want me to be the Chacham? Rabbi Akiva, 40 years old. And guess what happens? And guess what happens? He starts from scratch. Alabet. And he goes on. And as he's going on, he learns, goes 12 years to learn Torah. After 12 years, comes along with his students. By then he had 12,000 students. And a neighbor goes over to Rachel, to his wife, and says, 12 years your husband's gone! What's going to be? And we all know what she answered. Alavai, she go, he goes, I wish he goes even for another 12 years. Let him learn Torah. Rabbi Akiva didn't even knock on the door to say, I'm here, how you doing? And then I'll go back. He just turned away and he went back. And everybody knows the famous question from Rav Gifta that everybody answer, asks. I don't understand. Why could he knock on the door, say hello, and then go? What's the big deal? Say hello and then go. Rav Gifta said, 12 plus 12, huh? Doesn't equal 20. No, he says 12 plus 12 doesn't equal 24. 24 is 24. Let me explain what that means. Of course, 12 plus 12 equals 24. My point I'm trying to bring is, if you have a pot and it's boiling and you take it off, you could put that pot on, you could put that pot on, let's say, for 10 hours. But if you keep on putting it on, putting it off, putting it on, putting it off, putting it on, putting it off, it'll never get hot. Rabbi Akiva was in his zone. He couldn't stop. Who knows what would happen if he would have knocked on that door and he would have went to his wife. Who knows if his wife wouldn't change his mind now? Who knows? Oh, honey, yeah. Wow, I'm so happy to see you. You're going to go on 12 years. Who knows what she, who knows what she would say after she saw him? You understand? He went back another 12 years. 24 years later, comes back with 24,000 students. He's the biggest rabbi in the generation, Rabbi Akiva. Now, you know my question to you is, how is it that Kalba Savua, how is it that his father-in-law had a schut to have such a son-in-law? You know what the Zohar says? The Zohar says, does anybody know Rashbi? Rashbi had a father-in-law. Who was Rashbi's father-in-law? Anybody know? Rabbi Shimon Bayochai's father-in-law. Does anybody know who he was? I think I was wrong. I think it was Rabbi Rabbi Hasbin Yair. I believe. Huh? The Zohar says that they're giving him schuyot up in Shamayim because his son-in-law, Rabbi Shimon Yochai, is learning Torah. Yeah. You hear what it is to make sure you have a good son-in-law. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes a father might say, you know what? Let the guy come in. Oh, nice. He doesn't learn no Torah. But he has a crazy gold uh, diamond uh, Rolex sitting down. 
Automaz, right? But the guy has no Torah. Be careful. Be careful because you can get schuyot. First of all, you get schuyot. A woman needs a man learning Torah. She needs it. You know, I know personally myself, my wife knows if I had a good learning that day or if I didn't have a good learning that day. No joke, I come home. If I act out of line, oh, buddy. Uh, did you go to Kolel today? Did you learn today? <laughs> How'd you know? How'd you know how to do something? Because a guy, there's a guy with learning, a guy without learning. Every single guy in the world has to have learning penetration in his neshama. We have to have that. And it provides us with that sustenance to go and be a ben adam. In any case, how was Kalba Sabuwa, Rabbi Akiva's father-in-law, how was he merited to have such a son-in-law? And furthermore, how was Rachel able to live 24 years without a husband to be Moshe Nefesh? She didn't have money. You think she had money? She woke up after the marriage, after the Sheva Berachot. She had her hair. She was sitting on a pedestal, living in a palace. She wakes up in the morning. She has hay. She doesn't have a pillow. She has hay stuck in her hair. What is this? She goes like this. What is this? But she says, Torah, I'm going to sacrifice for Torah. Her father, Kalba Samua, said that if she marries him, she was not getting any money from him. So I ask, how did she know how to act? And you know what the answer is? From her father. From Kalba Savua. Because you know what the Gemara says? After 24 years, Rabbi Akiva comes back. And Kalba Savua, his father-in-law, doesn't know that that's Rabbi Akiva. He didn't know. But he knew that he was the Gadol Ador. He knew he was the, the biggest in the generation. And he comes to Rabbi Akiva and tells Rabbi Akiva, Rabbi, I have a question for you. I made a swear, a neder. I made a neder. My neder was that if my daughter marries this guy, I wouldn't give her a dollar, a penny. Please, I beg you, find me hatarat nedarim. Find me a heter. Find me a permission that I can give my daughter. Rabbi Akiva looks at his father-in-law, and they still don't know his own. He says, "If you would know, before she got married, that the person she was going to marry was going to be a tamil hacham, would you have made the neder from the get-go?" Listen to what he answers. Kalba Savua, his father-in-law says, if he even would have known one halacha, one halacha, I would have let, but you didn't know nothing about it. Rehiba says, I'm your son-in-law. He got on the floor, he kissed his feet, he kissed Rabbi Akiva's feet, and he said, you're taking half my wealth, half my wealth is going to you. You hear what's going on? So now I ask you, 
how did his daughter, Kalba Savua's daughter, Rachel, how was she so involved with Rabbi Akiva to let him learn for so many years? Where did that come from? It came from her father. It came from her father. You know why? You see how much, even if she would have known a little bit, he would have taken out right away. What's the kavod? Take half my money. And he goes down, bends on his feet to kiss his feet. He gave respect to Talmidei Chachamim. When you give respect and honor rabbis, Talmidei Chachamim, you should know your children see you. And even if they don't see you, others see you. And people will start respecting them and you uplift the Torah. The Rambam says in the beginning of Tamut Torah, if you look on top, it says the two mitzvot of learning. Learning Torah and respecting those that learn the Torah. Rabotai, I want to tell you, I was at the Mir Yeshiva dinner. I might have said this before and you might have heard it, but it's so good to hear it again. You heard this? You know what I'm talking about? I went to the Mir Yeshiva dinner. And they have, they have a dinner every year. And my father-in-law said, come with me to the dinner. I said, no problem. We get to the dinner. And as we're on the way out, we meet. Rav Avram Kolmanovich Zatzal's daughter. Now, you know the Mir Yeshiva that's now, right now? His grandfather's daughter. Rav Avram Kolmanovich's daughter. Okay? Listen to this. Youngest daughter. I go. I'm leaving. And uh, she, st- she says, oh, wow. She knew, she knew my, fa- my father learned in the Mir Yeshiva many years ago. When he came from Egypt, he went, he went to the Mir Yeshiva. And imagine... At that young age, you know, he was, you, they knew. They knew him. The family, the Kamenovich family brought, Ravon Kamenovich brought the people back from Egypt. You know that? From Morocco, he brought them back. He went on, he went on a ship, make sure, waited for them in order to get all visas, in order to get out of Egypt, in order to come to America. That's what he did. He was very active. He would go to the White House. He would speak to every president. Get them out. Get the Jews out. They were getting uh, uh, clobbered in, the, in, their, in their countries. We need to get them in America. Anti-Semitism over there. Bring them to America. Let's bring them into Yeshiva. He went to Egypt. He got my father's oldest brother, Chaim. Got him. I love Shalom. He came in. My father coming over. So wow, what a genius. He was able to set up his whole, everything he was able, he knew everything. He was a real, real Gaon, this Chaim, my father's oldest brother. Right away, he says, we got to get all the Egyptians out. And he started pulling them out, one by one, from Morocco, from there, from there, from there. Anything he had to do, he would go and he would do it. Finally, Mary, his youngest daughter, came over to me. She saw me. And she said, as I was passing by, your Morris is son-in-law. I said, yeah. She tells my father, what does he do? He learns Torah, he's in Kolel. I'm telling you, this lady almost had a heart attack of happiness. Oh my goodness, you're learning Torah. I can't believe it. That's the most amazing thing ever. Oh, you made my whole entire night. I can't believe it. Oh my goodness, you're learning Torah. 
I'm telling you, literally, I could time you on my watch maybe two minutes straight. You learned Torah? Oh my goodness, I'm so happy. I can't believe it. I, lo- I, c- I couldn't believe it. I was thinking about on, on, on the ride home, back from my house, like, what's going on over here? I said, it must be her father, Avram Kamalovich, ingrained it in, her cho- in the children how Torah is above all. How Torah, Talmud, Torah, Kirin, Kulam. And we have to respect the Tamidech, Achamim, who are learning Torah to the highest degree. <coughs> the, to the highest degree. <coughs> they deserve all the honor and all the kavod. Sometimes you see a guy, you say, Oh, what is this guy doing? I'm working all day, I'm doing this, I'm doing all that. What is he doing? Oh, he's sitting down and he's uh, doing the thumb? No, he's learning Torah. And he deserves the utmost respect. And the Gemara says, if a person, what's an apikores? What's an apikores? You know what apikores is? Gemara says, a heretic. What's a heretic? Gemara says, if a person says, what are these guys sitting and learning? What are they doing for us in the world? If you say that, apikores. You know why? Because of these guys that are learning Torah, they are holding up the world. They are holding up the world. Yeah, have you heard of the Hazonish? You know what the Hazonish said? Hazonish said, I said this once also as well, when a person learns extra Torah hard, it gives power to the person who's doing Kirub on somebody else to bring him back to Torah. It gives him power in order to up, uplift this other person. The Torah learning. How great is Torah learning? Mesechem Makot. Mesechem Makot, the view about, you the Mubed, I believe. It says, we know David Amelech asked God, Hashem, David asked Hashem, when is he going to die? David, imagine, David is talking to God and God he says, when are you going to die? When is he going to die? You know what Hashem answers David? I can't tell you. Nobody's allowed to know the last day of death. You can't know, and nobody else can know when the person's last day of death is. So he says, okay, don't tell me the last day of death. Tell me what day of the week. <coughs> so what does he say? What day, anybody know? Shabbat. Shabbat. So what does David say? Shabbat. No, 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 no. no. Let's do, um, um, let's do Sunday. Shabbat is holy day. Let's do Sunday. Let's give an extra day. You know what God answers, David? We can't do Sunday. You know why we can't do Sunday? Because nobody could take anybody's position. And the day it's decreed that this person is going to be in position, nobody could take it away from him. And Shlomo HaMelech was decreed that he was going to reign and he was going to start his leadership exactly on Sunday. And therefore, David, you can't go and live an extra day because if you die on Sunday, that means Shlomo can't be king on Sunday and Shlomo has to be king on Sunday because there's a time, exact time for leadership. And Abotai, let me tell you, it's not only leadership, it's also like the brisket rub. I told you this story once. How there was a Khatan. And the Khatan was getting married. It was his wedding night. He gets to the wedding hall. 
And guess what? He forgot his ring to give to his kala. He forgot the ring. He forgot the ring to give to his, to, to, to his wife. So what does he say? He says to one of his uh, best men, his, the, the boy, the, his best friend, listen, buddy, please, please go home. Here's the keys. Get my ring. Get my ring. He runs home, gets the ring, comes back with the ring. Oh, Baruch Hashem, got the ring. All of a sudden, you have like that boy walking down the aisle, you know what I'm saying, holding the ring. It falls on the floor, you know what I'm saying? Pick it up. What's going on? I'm like, buzzing. All of a sudden, the husband is about to, you know, give over and show this is the ring. Okay. All of a sudden, guess what happens? From the husband's hand, the ring falls. And everybody hears a noise. Like, you know, you hear that noise in the mic. He picks it up. And then he finally marries her. Puts it. Right? So what happens? So people were very, very much bothered that night. And they were buzzing. Oh, what's going on over here? Maybe this girl's not supposed to be the right girl for this guy. Maybe they're not supposed to be men together. So they came over to Miss Crow and they asked Miss Crow, what happened? And he said as follows. He said, just like everybody has his ibu who is supposed to be. It's also the exact timing to exact second. You know what I just said? To the exact second. And that second wasn't at that moment. And that's why I had to drop the ring for a second and put it back up. Because now it's the exact second. Yeah. Huh? Shalom HaMelech was decreed at that second to be king on Sunday. David, you cannot die on Sunday. Okay, no problem, Hashem. Let's die, he says, let's die Friday. What's wrong with Friday? Friday, let's die Friday. Not on Shabbat, Shabbat is holy. What does the Gemara say? The Gemara says, the Pasuk in Tehillim, Tov liyom b'hasarecha me'alef. What does that mean? Tovli Yom. What's Yom mean? Then. Behatzarecha in the Hatser, in the courtyard. Me'alef. What's Alef? Elef is a thousand. Alef at the end of Pasuk, it's really Elef, but at the end of Pasuk, they read Alef. Elef, then a thousand. What are you saying? David Amelech. It was known that he wasn't going to be able to build the Beit HaMikdash. Who was supposed to build the Beit HaMikdash? Shlomo. Why not David? Too much blood right on his hand. So what were people saying? When is David going to die so we can build the Beit HaMikdash? You know what David tells Hashem? Samachti. I was happy for you, God, that you're going to have the Beit HaMikdash. Samachti li bet Hashem They put a song about that. Samachti. I was happy because they were telling me they wanted me to, they wanted me to die in order to get the Bet Hashem, in order to get the Bet I was very happy for you, God. God says, No, 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 Shlomo. No, 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 Shlomo. No, I mean, David, no. Mechila, no, David, no, David. He says, What do you mean? Why not? He says, Because the one day, Rabotai, listen carefully to what I'm telling you. The one day of learning Torah is worthy than a thousand korbanot that Shlomo Melech is going 
place in the bed, the Mikdash. You got that? I don't know. The one day that you're going to be learning in the Bet Midrash is more to me than a thousand korbanot. You know what a thousand korbanot is? You know what a thousand animals is? You know what a thousand animals is? You know how hard that is? Even the shop and this and that and that and that. Hashem is giving us His soul. The Yisod is what? Torah, 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 Torah. Torah magna umatzla. Torah protects and saves. And it can change the crease. Rabotai, they came to Hafez Haim. One guy came to Hafez Haim. And guess what he did? He spent 30 days to learn one page of Gemara. And he came to the Havet Sahim and he told the Rabbi, Rabbi! Rabbi! It took me 30 days and I learned one page of Gemara. Did I waste my time? Havet Sahim said, what kind of question you're asking me if you learn 100 pages in 30 days? Is it a waste of time? No, 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 Rabbi! You didn't hear me! You didn't hear me! I learned one page in 30 days. Havet Sayyim says, if you learn a hundred pages in 30 days, you think it's a waste of time? No, 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 Rabbi, Rabbi, I learned one page in 30 days. Havet Sayyim tells him, I heard you the first time. I heard you the first time. You, to tell, you told me the Havet Sayyim, you, know, you wrote the Mishnah, you wrote Havet Sayyim, you tell me, you repeat the Havet Sayyim, I heard you the first time. Obviously, I'm trying to bring out a point to you. What's, my, what's the point that Vesayim is trying to bring? Lefum tzara agra. It says, the harder it is, it's like you did more. So therefore, you did it. It says it in another place, it's like you did it a hundred times. If it hurts you so much, it's like you did it a hundred times. So he says, it took me 30 days, it was so hard for me. You didn't do one page. You did a hundred pages. Because it was so difficult for you. And that should give Hezuk to everyone here. That should give Hezuk to everyone here. Say, Rabbi, it's hard for me. I can't learn Mishnah. I can't learn Gemara. I can't learn this. You don't know me. My head is like this. When Rav Aaron Kala saved somebody, came to Rav Aaron Kala and said to him, Zatzal, he says, Rabbi, what should I do? So what's the problem? He said, I don't have a desire to learn Torah. Ha'arakala said, I'm jealous of you. I wish I had that. I wish I had that. So what are you talking about? He says, I never, I, I, I always, I always love learning what Ha'arakala said. But imagine you, you don't have a desire to learn Torah and you're learning Torah anyway. How much does God love your Torah? How much does God love your Torah? Yeah. The Pasuk says, Sohar Ta'asela Teva. What does that mean, Sohar Ta'asela Teva? Anybody know which parasha that's in? Noach. Noach. What does that mean, Sohar Ta'asela Teva? What does that mean? Sohar means window. Ta'asela means make. La Teva. La Teva is what? Make a window for the Teva for Noach. Make a window for your big, big uh, Teva Noah, the big boat. 
But you know what teva means? Teva doesn't want mean the big boat. The Noah's teva. Teva means what? Huh? Exactly. Every letter. Teva. Tevot. Otiyot. Teva. Right? Yeah, a letter. Teva is a letter. Teva is a letter. So what does it mean? Sohad, make a light. Ta'aseh, make a light over each letter. Each letter of the Torah that you learn, cherish it. Make light of it. It's huge. It's a big, big light. You know, Moshe Rabbeinu, when he went up to Shamayim, you know what he saw? Hashem is busy. What was Hashem busy with? One of the things? You ever go into the Sefer Torah and you look, there's a crown on each letter? So Hashem, Moshe says, what's these crowns doing here? He says, you don't know, you, you don't understand. Each, each letter, it'll brighten it up, each crown. One day, Rabbi Akiva is going to come down and he's going to be explaining each tag. Each crown is going to be explained why like this and why like that. Because we have to understand what's Torah. And the most minimal success is a huge success. Rabotai, the stifler. Everybody heard of the stifler? The stifler, guess what? They came to the stifler. Good? They came to the stifler. They came to the stifler one time. And when they got to the stifler, one boy came with his rabbi. He was learning in yeshiva for six years. He said he wants to leave the yeshiva. He said, why? He just says, I'm not, I'm not feeling successful. That's why I want to leave yeshiva. He says, let me meet the boy. The boy comes to his office. Let me see. What do you, what, well, let me ask you a question. He says, what do you want to ask me? Before you went to yeshiva six years ago, did you know how, any mishnah? Did you know how to read a mishnah? He said, no. Do you know how to read a mishnah now? He said, yes. You're a success. You're a success. Rabotai, each level that we take, we're more successful and more successful and more successful. Every step of growth, we're going and growing on another ladder and another ladder and another ladder. And when it's hard for you, just know you're lucky. It's going to be hard, but you know what reward are you going to get? I'm not in the mood to learn right now. I'm not in the mood. Learn anyway, push yourself anyway. Your reward is a hundred times greater than the guy who is in the mood. Now don't be a wise guy. Guys can say, oh, I'm going to make myself not in the mood. So I can get... Relax, 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 relax. You know what I'm saying? You can't do that. You can't do that. That shtick doesn't work. That shtick playing with God's hashbonot, uh, you know? He wants to make a business deal with Hashem. No, I'm not going to be in the mood. So God knows exactly what he plans it. You can't, you can't beat the system with Hashem. Maybe with the cops, you can show PBA and this like that. What Hashem does But what? Hashem loves every single step that we take in his getting close to him. And when it's hard, how many times a lady emailed me this week? She said that she started wearing sneut. <coughs> she said it was hard for her, but she started wearing sneut. So she said, no, that that sneut, in the hard, now it's the summertime. Oh, it's hot, it's this, it's that, I want to loosen up. No, it's sneut. It's hard, you should know, you get more schar for that. You get more reward for that. And about I, you should know, you'll see success in your own life. Siyata dishmaya. I will just conclude with this. And that is, I know I said this once, for the boys, we should hear it again. There was one time a prince, princess, 
And this princess, her father said, whoever's gonna climb the top step is gonna get my, my daughter. The next day, everybody got up and everybody's excited. They're all waiting down and they're all very excited. Let's run, 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 run. And guess what? The princess was on the thousandth floor. After 500, what happened? All of them are out except two guys. Two guys are running. They get up to the 600th floor. As they're at the 600th floor, what happens? They're out of breath. One guy says to the other guy, we have another 400 floors. Are you crazy or something? There's no way we're going to make it. He says, you're right. But you know what? I still have some more strength. I'm going to keep on going. And he ended up keeping on going. He got up to the 670th floor. And the guy collapsed. And he sees an elevator to the top. God says the same thing. You do your part. It's hard for you. I'm going to give you reward and I'm going to give you tremendous reward. God pays big. He pays big. Don't think he's cheap. Oh, oh he's not cheap. He pays so big that you're going to say to yourself, I wish I had the hardship and I, could, I, I defeated it. And when you start going strong with Hashem, and you start saying to yourself, remember the lesson, the Torah penetrates, it's an action. Like we said, what? If you spoke the Torah, it changes Teva, it changes the uh, nature of things. It was going to change the rock to bring out water. When you learn Torah, you're changing the world. You might not be able to see it, but that's the facts. And when you go full swing with it, God will open up the door and reach you to the top and you hit the elevator and you say, you know what? It was all worth it. It was all worth it.